Good evening. My name is Shalisha Bino, and this is The Exchange. It is a show that focuses on immersive topics, sensational stories, and illuminating interviews. Tonight, we will be speaking with a singer, songwriter, rapper, and of course, producer. Please welcome Mr. Jamal Marvel to the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Awesome and awesome. So we were told that you are a Virginia native. So can you tell us about some great spots to visit? Uh, actually, funny thing, you know, I am from Virginia, you know, born and raised or raised in Virginia uh, mm-hmm. as a kid out in the country, though, like boonie boonies. <laughs> like <Uh-oh. laughs> like uh, we used to communicate, you know, uh, uh, to each other when the bus was coming by screaming into the woods and it would echo. No lie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, well, you know, when I got older, I went to college out at ODU for about a year, a year and a half. But I was working two jobs, so I didn't really um, party or, or do a lot. So, mm. um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that although Virginia is my home, um, because I'm used to moving around a lot, mm-hmm. um, there's other places that I would know more about, like uh, South Korea. <laughs> Me too, actually. That is awesome. Really? Yeah, I was actually in Daegu. Where were you? Oh, I was in um, uh, Songtong area. Oh my God, that is crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, small <laughs> world. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, well okay, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us more about your experience there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Uh, I lived there for about almost six years total. Um, my favorite spots, I mean, the whole island is, uh, Peninsula is amazing. Um, but uh, I guess I broke it down for region. Um, Seoul, my favorite spot in Seoul is Myeongdong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, um, you know, you're walking in the city, so it has over 10 million people in it. Um, and then you turn down this corner and this alley just expands into like a maze of shopping uh, centers and shopping stalls and food. I mean, imagine walking down and having, you know, selling hats and T-shirts. And then like next to that, it's like, get your cheesy lobster for five oh bucks. Here. Well, like it's phenomenal. Um, and then Busan. Um, love Busan. That's a beach um, called Guangali Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like my zen spot. The scene is just so beautiful. You have this bridge <laughs> that glows up at night. Um, you have to, you know, the coastline kind of curves. You see all the lights and all the restaurants. You can just sit out there with a laptop and write or just, you know, with a beer or soju and just, you know. Yeah. So, so I, I love it. <laughs> Love, love, love South Korea. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I tell everybody about it. Just completely fell in love with the place, you know. There's just so much to see and do. And yes. people are incredibly curious about you. You're curious mm-hmm. about them. And oh, my God. All right. And um, can you tell us about some of the genres that you like to blend and why? Man, uh, so, you know, they're kind of like... That journey kind of changed as I grew in my music. Um, mm-hmm. R&B has always been, you know, a massive influence, uh, you know, on on myself as I am a traditionally R&B artist, you know, at my core. Um, but you know, so I grew up in the '90s, late '90s, early 2000s. But the '90s music really resonated with me. And since I also grew up around my grandparents, um, you know, they was always listening to, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, mm-hmm. genres of music. So um, all of that really influenced me. So my genres I love to um, dive into are, you know, R&B, but specifically uh, though the R&B kind of feel of the 90s, um, 80s funk, 70s funk, um, and then like the lyrical content um, or the type of lyrical content 
that you kind of find more so in the 80s and 90s and uh and 70s um i think i love it just because you know you no know, a lot of people like pop and i love pop you know i do pop as well too I, you know i, I was part of a, a group called half black uh, where mm -hmm. uh, we did edm r&b uh pop reggae rock and we mixed it all together oh man <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. And that kind of expanded my horizons as well, too. But, you know, I think a lot of times when people think upbeat, they instantly think like pop music. But funk mm -hmm. is just as lively and just as upbeat as well, too. So, um, you know, I pull a lot of inspiration for that. What we're mm -hmm. doing, we're pulling inspiration from things. And I think that if we are constantly only looking at what's directly around us, then we limit our scope of material that we can pull from. So, you know, I think opening your mind and listening to and hearing and, and pulling in as much substance as you can um, just makes you a pool of creativity that much larger. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, we're in you know, the 2020s, which is crazy to say. And <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, obviously when I do my music, I, I do pull influence from today's genres and music and artists as well. But I also want to also pay homage and uh, do what I love and pull uh, inspiration from uh, all of the historical uh, basis that music really came out of. Gotcha, gotcha. You definitely sound like a music historian. Pull in from those, <laughs> <laughs> pull in from older records and just kind of finding those things that people can move to. So that's amazing. And um, can you tell us about some specific lyrics from the 80s and 90s that has affected your mm -hmm. style as an artist? Man, that's a difficult question. Because <laughs> there's so many lyrics. I mean, you know, you got choruses, you got whole lines, you got sentences. I think for myself, um, you know, I think we are influenced heavily more so than we realize as children. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll go back to that point and what I listened to then a lot. Um, and a lot of times then, you know, being a kid, I didn't really like take in the full meaning of some songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some songs, I was like, oh, this is such a wholesome song. And I listened to it, I got older. I'm like, oh, well, this is not, <laughs> this is not <laughs> kids <laughs> type thing. So a lot of lines, oh, but my God. Um, I think one thing I love about the, the 80s and 90s music, especially the 80s music, is that when you listen to the lyrics of the song, you can mm -hmm. hear it and you feel, it, feel a certain emotion. You can read it, feel a certain emotion. And you can write it and feel the same emotion. Uh, one song that comes to mind is, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Ribbon in the Sky by uh, by Stevie Wonder. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, what's it? It's uh, far too long for this night, I pray that a star will got you my way to share with me a special day. There's a ribbon in the sky for my love. It's something like that, you know. So when you listen to the words of that song, I mean, mm -hmm. you feel an emotion, right? You feel, um, you feel it, you know what I'm saying? If you wrote those songs, those, those lyrics out, you would feel it. If you read those lyrics, you would feel it. You got the same emotion no matter what my house presented to you, you know? Um, another song that comes to mind is um, <clears throat> Whitney Houston's, uh, uh, it's called uh, All At Once. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, um, all I want, uh, I started counting teardrops, and at least a million fell, 
you know, like I ain't never counted teardrops before, but <laughs> I know it's like a cry, you know what I'm saying? That song embodies that concept. It embodies, you know, what it feels to cry. Or even if you took it, even if I took it from like the 80s and I took it to, a, you know, a, a, you know, not just emotional, sad or, or love, but just from the mm-hmm. perspective of songs that could be written, like uh, the, um, if I rule the world, if I rule the world, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Imagine that. You know, that song, like, when you're listening to the lyrics and you're going through that song, this, of course, itself is written in the first person. So although Nas is talking about mm-hmm. what the world would look like if he ruled the world, because it's written in the first person and start, the chorus starts with I, the listener is saying, if I rule the world. So it makes you think, what what would it look like if I ruled the world, right? You're now part of the story. You're now part of the song, right? So it, it's an entire experience. So I love... I love those type of lyrics, right? Uh, I love mm-hmm. lyrics that allow you to connect to uh, the art itself. Gotcha, gotcha. You really went in depth with that, definitely. And I can tell it's something that you completely feel from your heart, you know? And I agree, they're all like really deep lyrics and you can feel it. To me, they're, there's something very distinctive about music from those particular eras because you can really just feel it in your heart and again like you mentioned it becomes a part of your story as well so very thought-provoking and can you tell us about some of the positive things that occurred while you were stationed in phoenix arizona oh man phoenix arizona so that was a good time in life um I actually I met a friend of mine, Limwell, phenomenal, phenomenal musician. You know, you just meet people that are just gifted. Yeah. Like everything. <laughs> like, I wish I was like you. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he played guitar, bass, he played piano, he played violin, drums, sung, like he did a little bit of everything. Sheesh. And um, him and a him, he had a friend, uh, Tara Cummings, and a beautiful singer, uh, such a pure voice, and she played piano. and. Um, we used to get together and like hang out and sing and jam out. And one day he calls me up. He's like, "Hey, I booked us a a gig." And I'm like, "A gig doing what?" <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he's like, "Singing. We're gonna sing at this club." So we started doing sets at different clubs. We started performing at weddings. You know, we started you know performing. And it was always live music, all out instruments because they they um they play instruments. And I was kind of like the lead singer. Um, and we would do a, a sets. We kind of like we do like four songs from like a whatever current pop songs were out. And mm-hmm. then we would do, uh, you know, four or three or four songs or original material we kind of created. And then we would do, end it with like 90s hip hop and R&B, you know, throwback covers. Oh, and um, that was like my first experience of um, truly feeling what it felt like to be an artist, you know? Um, mm-hmm. From traveling to booking gigs, to singing in front of people, to you know embracing the nervousness you get when you perform um back then tmi i guess i used to uh, i used to wear glasses so i had uh lasik surgery uh, a couple years back but then i didn't mm-hmm. and my trick to get past my nerves was to take my glasses off because i couldn't see anybody <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a hack <laughs> that's a yeah hilarious. it was like a hack because i was like i know the first like 30 seconds of the song the nerves gonna be all in it but if i take my glasses off then you know what i don't even know what you're looking like so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that definitely influenced all of my stuff um as far as the type of music i make now from the instrumentals i Mm -hmm. love live uh sounds i love strings love piano you know 
hearing those loud instruments really uh, kind of submitted uh, and became, you know, part of the foundation of my musical journey. So Arizona, it was, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today in any way if I didn't go there. And actually, it's the first, it's the location where I first created my first album as well, too. So, um, wow. yeah. Wow, wow. It definitely sounds like you've had lots of growth out there and um, that you acquired lots of experience, made some great you know, friends and just learn the ropes. I think that's amazing. And what is your process when you get into the studio? And what can other artists learn from your process? Mm. <laughs> My process is chaos. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pure chaos. All of it. <laughs> Guys, don't take that advice. Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think I think chaos, like the term, is always looked at as being negative. I believe in duality. I think you know every word, every concept has multiple meanings to it. And some of those meanings are negative, some of those meanings are positive. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, for me, when I say chaos, like my 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 process starts at home, right? Okay. Um, I'm normally on my computer. I'm you know um, messing around with instruments, or you know I'm listening to samples or, or riffs or melodic uh, uh, tones, and what always happens is I'm listening to something. I don't know what I'm looking for. And I just hear a sound and that sound be the piano, you know, or a, a, a violin chord or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just hits me. It's like the music, no lie. It sounds, you know, kind of goofy, but it's like the music is like, Hey, like you, like pick me like a puppy, you know, like, <laughs> and it, and I, a, <laughs> like I feel like an emotional response to it. And like, I just get like a, a feeling like a chill. And it's like, this is, this is something that I'm supposed to interpret, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of build off of that. You know, I, I'm not looking for a particular type of snare or drum. I'm just matching, like, uh, matching uh, elements. It's almost like colors, you know? Um, this blue goes with this red, you know, this purple goes with this green type concept. It's kind of how I view music. And before I know it, I have this, you know, half sound or full sound, uh, this full beat. And as I was creating and layering my sounds together, you know, I'm mumbling mm-hmm. to myself. Yeah, because you know, your voice, be it rapping or singing, is just another instrument instrument. So I'm already laying concepts and ideas for that. And by the time I finish making my beat, most of the time, the baseline for the melody of the entire song is already done. Um, I just have to add lyrics. So <laughs> so once I do that, you know, at home when I go to the studio, I, I come to the studio with everything pretty much done. My beat's done. Um, not mixed and mastered, but it's, it's laid out on my way files, separated X, Y, and Z. Um, the lyrics and everything are good to go. My melodies are there, but I always leave about 30 seconds or little pieces throughout the song open. Because mm-hmm. one thing I love to do is, you know, we're all artists, right? And when you're working on art with somebody else, including your engineer, mm-hmm. you are um, bringing them into your art. They're a massive part of your art, right? And I... It's like, you know, why would I skip out on having this, you know, a possible artistic flair that can take my music and make it even better? So sometimes I'll leave this thing out and be like, all right, this is open space. What should we do here in this 10 seconds, in this 15 seconds? And they're like, oh, man, you know, I'm really feeling this beat. I like this beat. I love what you did here. You know, this vocal thing here that was dope. I was thinking, like, maybe how about this? And I said, all right, let's try it. 
and then I'll try it and it might be something different I've never done before. <laughs> you definitely sound like a scientist. You are experimenting <laughs> with different <laughs> different <laughs> elements, different sounds and but you know what I love most about your statements is the fact that you are patient, you are committed and um you don't necessarily like restrict yourself, you know? You're open mm. to those different possibilities of a grand sound. So that's different. Definitely, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, like, it, it, it really does, it has like progressed me further. You know, that most of it, it happens every time I go into the studio, every single time, or I work with a new engineer. And, you know, they're like, all right, how about this? I want you to do this harmony. And I'm like, all right, cool. And they're like, all right. Um, I think I think it needs a high harmony. I'm like, I right, bet, yeah, we can do that. And they're going to the piano and they're like, sing this. And they're like, ding, 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 ding. And I was like, I can't, I can't sing that note. <laughs> I can't hit that. <laughs> and then I'll go and I'll try it and I'll do it in some different way that I didn't know that I could do. And now mm-hmm. I have this new tool that I wouldn't have never gotten or realized it was in my tool belt if mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had somebody else be part of the creative process. So yeah, definitely. Um, love doing that and any advice to anybody else I would say quickly is um mm-hmm. don't be afraid to express yourself hmm. and I say that because each individual is different we're all unique our creativity is unique right mm-hmm. um so although you might want to sound like your favorite artist in this way or x y and x y and z you're still you right you might have this quirk or this twang or this this uh vibrato this idea for clashing this and this together and put it into a sound do it do it because at the end of the day you are making music for other people but music is a way of expressing what you feel and when you express what you feel because although we're different we're all humans mm-hmm. someone else will resonate with it as well so so very very true so through your own vibes you can kind of find another person's vibes and see whether or not you can come together just to make some really amazing music you know Exactly. Yeah, I have to have a Bob Marley uh, beat behind this, as I say. <laughs> yeah, my <I'm> vibes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, um, ooh, oh, man. Who do you think is the most controversial artist of our time? Mm. <laughs> I think um, about time. Our time. I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go with. I'm gonna say Kanye West. <laughs> okay. I'm say Kanye West, okay. and I mean, obviously we all know that Kanye West, you know, has many uh, uh, topics and things he's done and said that uh, causes people to have conversation, right? Um, you know, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, you know, we're talking, we talk about it, right? It opens up dialogue. But one thing I, I kind of, when I, the main reason I kind of picked him was because <clears throat> I kind of found it interesting. I feel like it was almost foreshadowed, like he almost foreshadowed that controversy will be part of his journey. That's true. Um, in, his, in his first, uh, uh, you know, main uh, album that was released, um, the, it opens up with a skit with Bernie Mac in it. And he, Bernie Mac is like, hey, you know, I want you to do the song for the kids' graduation. And then Kanye West does his song, you know, and <laughs> he's like, what's the person make it past 25? Joe's on you, I'm still alive. He's talking about weed and drugs and selling it and getting by and, you know, for the... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like children's graduation. <laughs> like, oh my god! You know, Bernie Mac comes in and it's like presses them out, and it's a funny thing. But that's the intro to the album that kind of like the world was introduced to Kanye, and that's the intro, <laughs> and it's controversial. <laughs> it is. It's <laughs> like, is. Shouting, you know. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. There's just too much going on with that man. He's so messy, but he's also so talented. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, how do you, you know, tether that line between, you know, your your good reputation and, of course, your music that everyone loves? So, grand question. I guess, too, how can you, really, truly, how can you have, how can you be creative and not be controversial? Ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's another thought-provoking subject. Jesus. <laughs> that's a really juicy one. Um, mm, I don't even think it's possible, really. I mean, what do you think? I, I don't think it's possible. I mean, you know, if you're if you're creating something, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you're doing something that is is new, that is different, um, mm-hmm. is has not been judged yet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, has not been seen yet by other people, you know. The fact that they're looking at it and judging it for the first time will cause them to have opinions, and opinions vary. Therefore, it's controversial between that's, somebody. That's so so true. Very ooh, very thought provoking. Perhaps you should get a podcast with these questions. Good <laughs> lord, I'm serious. I mean, you have me scratching my head over here, like hmm. <laughs> well, okay, so. What are some underlying messages that are found in hip hop and which message would you like to hear within a song? Man, um <laughs> I mean this I mean it's you know it's words, right? It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no words. And I guess I so I write as well. I do like uh, I write like fantasy and sci-fi books and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. words are like really big in my mind like um you know, uh FYI kind of like <clears throat> In the Robinson High School, we had an English teacher, and the uh, the English teacher um, took the word um, took the word uh, snow, and um, took the word snow and um, broke it down like mm-hmm. glaring, right? So wrote on the board, and he's like, "So what is snow? What comes to mind when you think about the word?" And you know, we was like, you know, cold. Right, winter time, mm-hmm. Christmas. He's like, all right, what comes to mind? We think about you know describing um, cold, and you start coming with words that describe that, and like white, and what does white mean? And what does darkness mean? And you took the word snow, and we had a whole like two, three page <laughs> notes oh, on the word snow. So mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, you know just words in general, it's how do I say it is. A single word can mean so much. So when you talk mm-hmm. about messages in hip hop, mm-hmm. a phrase can mean so much. You feel me? So it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like the the overall message because it's messages within a message within a message within a message. Message. Um, mm-hmm. Like for example, I can use this not technically hip hop, but it's you know it's R and B. Mariah Carey song, uh, her breakout song, um, uh, uh, "Pray Through the Night." Oh my God, "Vision of Love." Right. Mm-hmm. So that song is obviously a love song, but if you took this one line, you know. You know, pray through the night. That's a mm-hmm. whole nother meaning. It's a whole nother message within that song. It's one of hope. It's one of endurance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the song as a whole is uh, is a love song. Mm-hmm. So I guess if I was <laughs> directly answering your question, I like mess. I like songs with messages that have multiple layers. I want to be able to listen to the song multiple times over and over again and um, get something new from it. Songs um, with substance and depth. Gotcha. Depth. And, you know, in, in depth is, you know, is based off of, 
it doesn't mean I have to sit here and ponder the question, <laughs> you know, deeply. It just means it's layered, you know, like it has multiple I don't know, colors, <laughs> it's multiple uh, uh, levels to it, multiple meanings. It could be in this sentence, it could be joyous and positive. In this word, it could be sad. And this word can be, you know, uh, thankful. And this word can be angry. Mm-hmm. All in the same, you know, vibe, vibe same tribe, same message. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, you say you say it as not being thought provoking, but I think with all that you described, I will be sitting here pondering for a minute. <laughs> Great and grand stuff. Oh my goodness. Okay. And tell us about your most recent music. What makes it different um, from your previous work? Um, so you know, if I'm going from the from the, you know, beginning beginning um, when I first started in music you know I was inspired by everything mm-hmm. everything but myself right mm-hmm. so if I saw a movie and I don't know I watched Titanic and it was sad and I was like oh man I need to express this sadness I watched from this movie I got you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know whatever from other people's stories X, Y, and Z so my first album really wasn't had nothing to do with me it was mm-hmm. just me expressing um, things that I kind of absorbed mm-hmm. um and then I went through my transitional period of, uh, you know, being in that group and that exposed me to so much different, you know, many other types of genres, like I said, EDM, you know, reggae, rock, things like that. And that helped change my sound. And actually it's the reason I began rapping. Um, you know, R&B and singing is what I do first, first and foremost. Um, mm-hmm. I, at least I used to say that. <laughs> now, you know, it's like 50-50. But, um, you know, initially it was simply, you know, strictly R&B. Um, after working with that group, mm-hmm. and I started creating my own music again, it would be podcasts. I was like, man, like, I need somebody who can sing this. I need somebody who can rap and rap this way. And mm-hmm. I can find people, or if I would find someone, it's like, oh, this is not what I was looking for. I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. Out of mm-hmm. mentality. And that's how I kind of start rapping. So um, <clears throat> my when I started creating music again, because I went through a process of just creating stuff and not releasing it for a good three, about three years. And mm-hmm. when I kind of came out of that, um, I came up with a title called Tales of a Fool. And mm-hmm. Tales of a Fool is um, both my book series and my music series. So they overlap, artwork overlaps, the tone overlaps. And they both represent, or the title represents um, my life, my journey. Mm-hmm. which is always changing and it's always evolving. And yes, I'm the quote unquote fool in this, in this story, in this, in this story. <laughs> now, yeah. now, why in the hell would you name yourself a fool? I think it was so brilliant. Okay. Tell me, <laughs> tell me like the meanings behind it. Like, you know, why would you title it Tales from a Fool? Because, you know, I, I feel like I always say this, I got said a zillion times. Um, I think every single day that we live, uh, we are writing a book. We're writing a page in our book, mm-hmm. right? Every day, every action, every experience, be it a positive feeling or a negative feeling, um, it's all part of our story. And when we get older um, and we aren't able to physically or mentally uh, add to our book what we want to, all we have left is the ability to read our book. And I want my book to be full of adventures. So. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at life as being that adventure, you know, that tale, right? Um, that's kind of where I got that title from. And then as far as being a fool, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you ask me today, 
am I a fool? I'm like, no, I'm gonna live life. I don't do this. Right, no more. You know, I'm not a fool. I'm pretty sure if you ask me five years from now, if, I, if I'm growing like I want to grow, right? If I'm continuing my journey of growth, mm-hmm. five years from now, I should look back at that statement and be like, man, I was a fool because I ain't learned that yet. I ain't learned that yet. You know, I haven't experienced this yet, right? So since we are always growing, we're always mm-hmm. moving. Uh, if we are truly progressing, we're technically always fools in some level at some point. I could get with that. I could get with that a million percent. You know, it's it's like, um, in a sense, a, a journey and you're growing, you're refining yourself, finding out, you know, the greater truths of things, you know. So I, I can get with that, even though you are the smartest fool to actually come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. So that, that, I think that's the biggest difference is everything I'm pulling from is from my personal journeys, my personal beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. It's from internally and from me. And I'm truly, for the first time in this kind of series, expressing myself. Um, my newest album that I'm working on now, and the EP drops, it's at, uh, at the end of this month on the 30th. It's called Tales of a Fool, Stormfront. So, you know, it, was, it kind of goes uh, or follows um some situations some issues i kind of went through a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you in a situation you're living well you're just living your life right just doing your best traveling you're trying to save money you're you know doing what you think is you're living your best life mm-hmm. and you can sense or feel something coming it's like a cold you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you're like a little scratching this ain't really nothing i gotta worry about it right <laughs> a little sniffle <laughs> not really anything Right? You just ignore it, and then all of a sudden, it's just massive situation. You're like, oh, wow, Like, I saw this coming. I just didn't see it coming. So the concept was kind of like Stormfront. So it kind of follows the seasons. Um, mm. <clears throat> so the album uh, itself will be released uh, next year, hopefully April 1st, i.e. April Fool's Day. And, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 well, be sure to tell your fans it's not a joke. It's, <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. Uh, but the uh, you know it'll be you know releasing uh, summer, uh, <clears throat> fall, and winter. Uh, so the EP kind of has a little bit of all of the different seasons. Summer mm-hmm. isn't just always fun, right? Mm-hmm. But it's known for simply being fun. But there are you know elements of of warmth in that, right? So I kind of wanted to kind of like. Uh, show that within the music. I love variation. You know, I uh, pull from all the stuff. So when I do my music, I want my music to be, at, to be as uh, uh, various as possible. I want it to be, you know, different. I want you to listen to one song and know it's me, mm-hmm. but listen to another song and be like, man, like, that's him too? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was, that was the goal for the EP. <laughs> different voice, different perspective, and definitely something that's thought-provoking. But having said that, guys, let us hit our lights and take a listen to Mr. Jamal Marvel. Guaranteed to marvel you. All right, guys, listen up.
should do When I woke up this morning, vibrations high as the sun But it's not even noon, you got me crying typhoons Damn you cold for blizzard, tipping with I'm triggered I be catching lessons, now my feelings ain't considered Frozen, I've been mirrored, captured by a wizard Forced to look inside, and the death has been delivered to a meaning of the mind, a meaning of my time, a meaning so divine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom all the time. Freedom for my guys. Freedom on my mind. Interesting, deep, and eclectic music. I definitely enjoyed vibing to it and just kind of learning more about your style as an artist. So now, because I'm like your number one fan, where can I find it? <laughs> <laughs> You've definitely sold me. Oh my God. I mean, seriously. Mm. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, of course. So please. You know, it's funny you say that. Like, honestly, like, you know, real quick. Is it, you have to 
figure out like your why, right? You know, everybody wants to be successful and success is based off the person. I think that that's really important to realize what that means. I mm-hmm. remember um, late, it was like early this year or late last year, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I got a uh, DM in my uh, Instagram and uh, it was a, uh, I was late to get into it. I was like two months late to replying to it. I didn't, I didn't see it. And the individual was like, you know, um, telling me that they like my music, X, Y, and Z, and I responded. And they responded, you know, pretty much instantly. And they were just like, thank you, today's my birthday. And, you know, I'm your biggest fan. And, uh, you know, this, this is like the biggest, best birthday gift ever. And I was like, what? Like, all I did was say, what's up? And that was like, you know, this cost, you know, this individual's, uh, you know, reaction to be this thing, like my music resonated with this person. Mm-hmm. So even if that particular song didn't get number one on charts, so do the best of my songs type thing, mm-hmm. knowing and then physically like feeling that energy, that mm-hmm. good energy that was, you know, helped birth from my music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. No, I definitely get that. You know, there's something, you know, and and guys, if you've heard it the way I just heard it, you'll know that there's something completely deeper and more intense about Mr. Marvel's music. He's bringing something incredibly unique, beautiful, and just a very beautiful man with, with great um, perspective on life and just growth and self-refinement. So, I mean, guys, you should follow him, not just for his music, but also just about his interesting outtake on life. Jesus. He had me here like about to get a pipe and fold my leg like Sherlock Holmes or something. So <laughs> guys, please follow this gentleman. Tell us, please, where can we find more information about you and your work? Uh, definitely, definitely. So again, my name is Jamal Marvels. That's spelled J-A-M-A-A-L, and then Marvel like Marvel Comics. So uh, three A's in the Jamal, and then Marvel like Marvel Comics. Um, my music is everywhere. Um, any uh, streaming service that you may use, um, actually, you can just go to Google and type in Jamal Marvel, um, and all of my uh, tags will pop up: Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. All that stuff pops up uh, under Jamal Marvel. Uh, my website pops up. Um, information as far as some of my background, music links, all of that pops up. So it's literally all you need to do is search Jamal Marvel in any platform and um, you'll, you'll find me. That's right, guys. So Mr. Marvel could be your superhero tonight. Check him out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen like to him. Definitely, definitely. Um, so thank you so much for coming in. And I thank all of you at home for listening in. If you have a compelling topic or story that you wish to discuss, or if you wish to promote your business, please visit us online at www.experiencetheexchange.com. Feel free to also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or... Oh my God, we got so many platforms, Jesus. I had a a brain fart, good Lord, or iHeartRadio. Thank you all so very much and have a great night. Thank you so much, Mr. Jamal. Thank you so much. This was so dope. I had so much fun. We got to do it again soon. Oh, definitely. It was certainly a marvel. (laughs) I love the puns. Damn, damn, damn. (laughs) 